0: Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com. Service and support. Downloads. Hi, I'm Jens Andersen and I work for Danfoss Cooling. In this podcast, I'll be talking to another good friend and longtime colleague, Norbert Platz, about refrigerants and the rather imminent requirement to lower the global warming potential, the GWP of refrigerants, and what to consider if you are about to change the system charge in a refrigeration system. Norbert is an experienced field service engineer who has been working with refrigeration systems in the most of Europe and is now a senior global application expert here at Danfoss. I interviewed him via a skype link to his hometown in central Germany, so please excuse the small delays here and there in the interview. Hi Norbert, Um, uh, great to have you here. I've been asking you to uh, make an interview about uh, refrigerants and uh, the new refrigerants especially about uh, the uh, the changes uh, for lower GWP refrigerants um, and we've been talking a few uh, moments about the different uh, aspects and so on and so forth um, could you give us a, a, a very, very brief overview of uh, what we're looking into when we're talking about low GWP refrigerants?
1: Hi, Jens. Thanks that I um, invited uh, your um, podcast here. And uh, yeah, what are we looking into it? Um, As um, I think most of the people heard about, we have to lower the global warming impact uh, created by refrigerants. And um, here, um, a couple of years ago already, um, the European um, government uh, decided on uh, limits to be set and also uh, um, a step out scenario. So some may remember that we had already um, a phase out um, of old refrigerants, um, 10, 15 years, 20, 25 years ago, um, uh, when it when we stopped uh, R22, for instance, or even older R12 refrigerant. Those were phased out because of the ozone depletion um, potential. And um, here now uh, we go the next step to protect Earth and reduce the impact by global warming potential. Um, there is a scenario described um, over a couple of years, uh, step by step, reducing the the allowed um, release of um, of CO two. Um,
0: Yes, uh, the the CO two equivalent of the CO two uh,
1: equivalent, yeah. of of, re- of released uh, refrigerants or of used refrigerants. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> and um, reducing this means um, the uh, the price of high clo- high GWP refrigerants um, uh, will rise, and also the availability. Of those refrigerant uh, will become uh, uh, difficult because simply the refrigerant manufacturer uh, will uh, will also protect themselves and deliver low GWP refrigerants rather than the high GWP refrigerants uh, in order to serve the market and to li- to deliver all the amount of refrigerant needed for. Um, creating for designing all the the refrigeration systems so there is a top-down rule that uh, there is uh, which creates a kind of a, of a self-control um, of the market and yeah. to get this trail down effect um, in uh, in uh, according to the to the rules specified yeah okay
0: um, it's, it's it's no secret that that uh, we as a company, Danfoss, we're focusing uh, on R404A. Uh, Is there any specific reasons why we we are focusing on
1: that particular refrigerant? Well, as mentioned, uh, we had already um, a phase-out scenario earlier, and um, R22, for instance, became very popular that time uh, used for a wide range of, of applications for uh, standard, for normal uh, uh, positive temperature applications but also negative temperature applications. Um, R-22 has been stopped and r 44 a became a very popular uh, replacement for this. Okay. So r 44 a therefore um, were used now since many many years in in a wide range of, of applications and as you can imagine there is a a huge number of, of systems built up with 44a yeah yeah I see. and that's that's the reason why the focus on on exactly this refrigerant is that high yeah so
0: if if we are to look at uh, replacements of uh, refrigerants in old systems or s- uh, systems that is running. Uh, that's what we call retrofitting, or some is calling it retrofitting rather. Um, when we're in a situation where we need to, to change refrigerant in a, in a running, uh, elder system, what would be your first considerations? What, what would be your first uh, things to, to think of? when you are choosing a new uh, refrigerant?
1: Replacing an um, existing charge by a new one. Um, The first um, aspect is to have, in best case, nothing to change with the system settings and so on, but uh, replacing the charge. So this would require a refrigerant which has exactly the same uh, properties and um, uh, as the the old one so 44A has some some uh, thermodynamic properties um, and uh, would require a refrigerant uh, with the same looking at the available types on the market and especially coming with a low GWP then we can see there is a a limited uh, number of of possible candidates. Um, Also, uh, we can't go for a flammable solution. Even though the system would have uh, um, had um, a small charge that we uh, can cover the, the charge restrictions, but all the components um, we're probably not approved for flammable refrigerant. So by that, uh, it is forbidden to charge such system within, within flammable one. And we are we are left uh, with an uh, A1 refrigerant as alternative.
0: Right. Okay. So you go from A1 to A1, basically, and, and you do not do anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of A2L and A3 types coming up. What about them? How? Where do I use them?
1: In new in new systems only. Okay. So and um, of course uh, we we know that uh, the flammability of an A2L refrigerant is is much lower than an A3 refrigerant. Um, so um there is a there is an impact and and flammability is uh, not equal flammability in that respect however we we need to comply with um regulations and standards and looking at the uh, european regulation uh, 1272-2008 for instance uh, there it does not distinguish between um uh, sorry, it does only distinguish between flammable and non-flammable. So there are no no layers in that respect. Okay.
0: So that that means that the A2L is actually something that has come uh, across lately or uh, recently, if I get yes. this right. Okay. okay.
1: Yes, exactly. And and some of the of the standards and regulations uh, did not take care. Of the uh, maybe special uh, aspects of those kind of of and um, uh, currently we 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 don't know exactly what will come up in respect to to those uh, those types. So situation uh, today is uh, that it is considered uh, flammable, and uh, components used and the system design for it has to uh, follow. Uh, accordingly, okay. Uh, do I remember
0: wrongly if there is something about well, first of all, there's something about size of the system, right? If I get it right, that that you under certain uh, charges you can use flammables, but you also have to take the room size into consideration. Is
1: is that correctly understood? Yes. So um, we have, uh, since many years already, a limit of um, a charge limit of maximum 150 grams uh, per unit. Uh, if you are below of that limit, <clears throat> then you are on the safe side. You can create uh, um, design um, um, a fridge or whatever you like. And place it wherever you like. So there is no <clears throat> special um, rule for that. Also, <clears throat> the room size doesn't matter. So you can have um, um, a number of these fridges in the same room. Um, it is um, considered having only one system leaky at the same time. If we, if it comes to that, to that uh, exceptional um, case. Yeah. Okay. If we If we go towards commercial systems, the EN 378 standard uh, is clearly guiding through uh, what is possible in terms of, of charge limit and the location where the unit is placed. And here exactly, uh, you named it, um, the room size is important. It is important if it is um, in the cellar or is it on the, at the roof or is it outside or um, has anyone access to that? Is it a public area or is it a, a restricted area? All that matters in respect to um, possible and allowed charges.
0: Okay. And, and that we can find in, uh...
1: Yeah. EN 378, okay, okay. part two, yeah. and um, the same in the uh, international standard, uh, the uh, IEC um, 5149.
0: Okay, so we we better get reading uh, <laughs> to see what what it says. Uh, but I guess it's 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 something uh, that will be. Uh, put in place later, or is it already in uh, in power, so to speak? That that uh, these are the rules that we will have to follow.
1: It is in power, and okay. the standard I refer to um, uh, took place in 2016. Okay. Already. Yeah. So um, there is, if you like, it's not a, a new rule, and. Um, it is, uh, but it is also required um, to, to start reading it. And um, this is another aspect. You need to have um, trained um, service people that they are allowed to work with flammable refrigerants.
0: Okay, so, so they, they, they will yeah. need a, a, a certain uh, certificate, maybe? Yes. Okay, they do. Yeah. And that goes for all Europe?
1: Yes, uh-huh. all countries the same, the same rules across Europe.
0: Yeah, and outside Europe, do you know? Uh, do you have any ideas about what, what is going on
1: outside Europe? um there are many different uh, approaches uh, if we look outside uh, europe um one big difference is that uh, in most countries they are not uh, as close to the flammable questions as we are um there are some some rules um how to deal with those units and it's it's upcoming in the us and in asia region too uh, but um, I'm not sure about the requirements for the for the service people. Okay. Okay. Grant. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: But I think uh, we have covered uh, most of what I wanted to ask you about. There's just one question I was thinking of the other day, and that is, um, uh, if if you uh, Charger system, an old, older system, uh, with something like 448A instead of the 404A, you'd have a refrigerant with a higher glide. How do you deal yeah. with that?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, uh, these are the aspects around the uh, thermodynamic properties. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, because because of the of the high, of the glide of the higher glide, uh, you need to take care with the uh, expansion device settings uh, you run uh, in the system. Um, there are um, expansion devices available for these refrigerants, so if you can either re Um, adjust or replace it by a new one that is adjusted already for that Um, but um, there is also the question about uh, discharge temperature for the compressor so if it comes to low temperature application um, you will get uh, um, a higher discharge temperature significant sometimes higher discharge temperature than uh, with 44 a before so you need to be careful in respect to the compressor to double check if the uh, uh, manufacturer
0: yeah allows for for condition. running that particular refrigerant yes yeah i see okay yeah i mean it's 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 probably not uh Something you just do I mean you you really have to do some investigations before you actually choose the new refrigerant
1: absolutely absolutely, so you should you should um, in beforehand um, go through the different components placed in the system, the mm-hmm. types, the sizes, and everything, and verify in beforehand um, if the Refrigerant in scope is applicable for this, or what you need to take care about or change in the yeah. system,
0: and it could be, yeah, it could be very many different things, including also oil
1: types, I guess. Um, oil type usually is not that issue, but it is of course recommended to to replace the oil because you 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 leave some of the previous refrigerant in in the oil solved, and um, so it uh, it's uh, probably a good idea to have also an oil replacement in that. Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: Okay, Norbert, uh, anything else we should uh, touch on?
1: Well, um, I uh, mentioned already that uh, people need to Look into the standards, so they need to start reading and uh, learning about these details. Um, it is uh, if you get the understanding of this of these new rules you you need to follow, um, you get used of it, and it becomes less complex, and you can understand what it means for your um, for your business. On the other hand, uh, in addition to that, uh, you need also to consider different uh, system designs as before. So, due to the charge uh, limitations uh, with the flammable refrigerants, you may not be uh, allowed to to do um, direct cooling systems as you did before. So, alternatives uh, you need to think of to having, uh, for instance, an indirect uh, setup. Yeah, I
0: see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it sounds as if it's it's uh getting quite complex, but uh, and and of course that you also need to uh get your head around all these new um, uh, regulations and rules and so on and so forth. Um, just a, a quick question to the to the last. Do you have any specific uh, recommendations where to find all these informations?
1: Yeah, we tried uh, since uh, more than two years already <clears throat> to uh, to uh, keep our uh, customers up to date and informed about all this stuff around refrigerants. And you can find at the Danfoss uh, page, uh, especially uh, looking into refrigerant questions. So uh, you will find everything around of that. Um, one tool, first of all, which is school selector, um which will not only help you in an easy way to to select and uh, um size and select components but you get also an information which components are approved for which refrigerant. so there is an uh, an easy to read overview a table that helps you but also there are um tools other tools and and um, uh, documentations guidelines we prepared for customers so you're welcome to um, to look up and to see what is in there for you
0: okay thank you we can uh, what we can do is we uh, put a link to uh, the websites under the uh, podcast here so uh,
1: thank you so much uh, Norbert welcome. Thank you, Jens.
0: And uh, I'll be talking to you very soon and uh, uh, see if there are other questions that uh, need to be answered. You're welcome. We would greatly appreciate feedbacks and suggestions to future refrigeration topics or if you have specific questions to this uh, podcast. Please leave a comment on the Chilling with Jens SoundCloud page. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon uh, for the next podcast. Until then, stay cool.